0: Welcome to Beyond Black History Month. I'm your host, Femi Redwood. No federal holidays are named after women, which of course means no federal holidays are named after black women. But there is a push to recognize Harriet Tubman with a federal holiday. I know, she was supposed to be on the $20 bill and that still hasn't happened. And there was a push before, a couple of decades ago, to name a holiday after her. So how likely will this latest move actually happen? And after watching how Juneteenth was co-opted and commercialized, is a federal holiday even a good idea? Personally, I don't wanna see paper plates with Harriet Tubman's face on it and a slogan of, it's the freedom for me. Or even worse, it's the Underground Railroad for me. Jokes aside, Tubman is known as the Moses for her people. In addition to helping enslaved black folks find freedom, she was the first woman, not just black woman, but the first woman to lead a major military operation. And even after the Civil War, she continued fighting for civil rights and established a nursing home for African-Americans. And she did all of this with a disability. And that's why one Philadelphia bookstore owner is leading the movement to honor the abolitionist with a holiday.
1: The fact that this was a woman who I felt like looked like me and
0: had all of these cool qualities. Janine Cook owns Harriet's bookstore in Philadelphia. It's named after Harriet Tubman. She's been one of Janine's role models since she was a kid. Janine was inspired by Tubman's story. When I was younger, like I couldn't get
1: past like, how does a person walk from state to state? You know, we would travel back and forth to New York. Our family was there, but we were living in Virginia and it would take us, you know, seven, eight hours in the car. And I couldn't imagine like what kind of human being could walk that distance in the cold.
0: When I look at photos of Harriet Tubman and stare into her eyes, I see strength. And to survive chattel slavery, strength is an understatement. Tubman was born in Maryland in 1822. Historians say when she was about 13, a white overseer threw a two pound iron weight at another enslaved person. He missed and instead hit Tubman in the head. She was left with a massive head injury that nearly killed her. From then on and the rest of her life, she had narcolepsy, or what was then called sleeping spells, plus headaches and seizures. At about 22 years old, she married John Tubman. He was not enslaved. A few years later in 1849, Tubman tried escaping with her brothers because while she was married to someone who was free, she was still enslaved. But anyway, the brothers got scared, went back, and Tubman returned with them. But a few months later, she tried escaping again, but this time by herself. She went north from Maryland to Delaware, then Pennsylvania, hiding a few stops along the Underground Railroad before settling in Philadelphia. Then Tubman heard about an upcoming sale of one of her nieces. So she went back to get her. That became the first of at least a dozen missions to help enslaved people find freedom. Historians say during one of those trips, Tubman tried to get her husband to leave with her up north, but he was remarried, so he refused. Janine says this moment captured the essence of who Tubman was.
1: I'm sure there was emotional anguish that was wrapped up in there, of course, as we all experience, But The fact that that didn't stop her is remarkable to me.
0: You may have heard growing up that Tubman freed hundreds and hundreds of enslaved people. Historians say that's not true. She freed about 70 friends and family members. It's not that she didn't want to help, but it was really, really dangerous in ways we can't imagine today. So she was limited to helping those she could really trust, not just to not tell, but also to complete the trip. Then came the Civil War. Tubman began working for the Union Army. She was a nurse. She gathered intel about Confederate troop locations. But most impressive, she led a major military operation. In 1863, Tubman led a raid near Charleston, South Carolina. Tubman, along with black and white soldiers, freed 700 enslaved people. After the war, she moved to New York State. She became a suffrage activist, wrote a biography, and then used the money earned to establish a nursing home for African Americans. She continued giving. Tubman did what she did in part because of a love of her community. Janine looks at her bookstore in a similar way. She opened it in February of 2020. Despite the challenges of starting a business in what would become a global pandemic, Janine continued because she wanted more for her community. My
1: grandfather's grandmother, Lula, her, her dying wish was to learn how to write her name. Right. She was denied the right, the privilege, the honor of learning how to read. And so I think that the work that we're doing with books, with reading, we have customers that come in like, you know, I, you know, I need a book. I need a book. I need a book. And of course, we'll give you a book. But, you know, I I also encourage folks to unpack it in some ways that maybe you haven't before. And think about what's in that book that might be transformational for you and for the people around you. I think that like that's what the that's what bookshops get to be.
0: She says they're also a spot for facilitating dialogue. Because they're reading and they're taking
1: in new information, it's a great place for processing that information out loud.
0: She calls it a secular sanctuary, a place of respite and refuge.
1: And I can I see all of that. I can feel all of that.
0: And much like Tubman's fight for freedom was about her community, but also herself, Janine's reasoning for opening a bookstore was also personal.
1: My mother lost her eyesight when I was probably about nine or ten. And up until that time, my mom had been like a very, very active reader. In addition to having been a librarian, she was also an educator. I just remember seeing her read lots and even as she began to lose her vision and when it was all all the way gone that was something that she she kept going with like reading audiobooks and and having us read to her i think at the heart of what family means to me is sharing stories right like that's part of how we spent time
0: Janine started a petition to name a federal holiday after Tubman in March of 2021. She got the idea when thinking about Frederick Douglass.
1: Frederick Douglass talks about wanting to be able to celebrate Harriet, but not being able to because we they had to keep the, the eyes off of her so she
0: could remain safe. But now is the time to celebrate her. I had never thought about the fact that
1: there was never a federal holiday named for a woman. Every time I started bringing it up to people like, do you realize that there are no federal holidays named for women? And people would be like, no, there there must be something. And it would be like, no, there's not, you know. And then they would be like, oh, you're right, there's not.
0: There were plenty of other petitions asking for the same thing, but they weren't successful. Either way, Janine just felt like she had to try. I believe the idea came from Harriet
1: because I was just sitting around doing what I do (laughs) and felt the unction to do something, again, like slightly different, which was, you know, at least get this, let's get this passed in the city. And we got it passed in the city of Philadelphia. And then we were like, now we take it to this next place. I think that Harriet, has decided and when she speaks people listen
0: and with the help of a philadelphia lawmaker who loved what janine was doing a bill was introduced in the house to establish a federal holiday
1: once we we got congressman brendan boyle who's the congressman for the area where the bookshop is at he was like let me check on it let me see what's up he called me back one day and was just like all right janine i'm sorry to tell you this but we're gonna do it and then he started laughing you know we started joking about like wow this is this is pretty phenomenal
0: 2022 was the first year America celebrated Juneteenth as a federal holiday. And those celebrations did not come without controversy. From a Juneteenth event that had all white panelists, to the name Juneteenth being trademarked as a flavor by a white owned company. To random AAVE phrases being thrown on decor so companies could profit. That made some people feel like the meaning of Juneteenth was lost and the concern with a Harriet Tubman holiday is that the same thing could happen again. But on the flip side, there are some people who question if a Harriet Tubman holiday is needed at all. One funny like, little
1: story about Juneteenth is that somebody in the book world, like a, a person of status in the book world, was approached about supporting this bill and they were like, didn't y'all just get Juneteenth? (laughs) And I'm cracking up at the ignorance of somebody in the book world of status, quote unquote, who said such an ignorant comment (laughs) and so many things to break down in there. Like, who is y'all? You
0: know, who's the y'all that just got Juneteenth? And what does Juneteenth have to do with Harriet Tubman? That aside, how likely is it that this could actually happen? Especially considering this isn't the first time someone has tried to commemorate the icon. In 1990, then President George H.W. Bush made a proclamation for March 10th to be Harriet Tubman Day, but it was stalled in Congress. And you're probably familiar with the whole $20 thing. That's still not expected to happen until 2030. The Treasury Department is working to put Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. We're exploring ways to speed up that effort. But Janine is hopeful. So much so, she's inviting others to write their congresspeople and let them know they support the bill to give Tubman a holiday. And she wants people to send her their letters.
1: We wanna collect those letters and, and publish them into a book.
0: She says the book would be a great form of civic engagement. She knows this may take a while. It took Coretta Scott King 20 years to get a federal holiday named after Martin Luther King Jr. In the meantime, she says the service her bookstore provides is a small part of the mission that Tubman started.
1: It just most recently started making sense that perhaps this is a part of my lineage. And that sometimes when we don't know where we came from, we don't know who we came from we don't understand like what has been passed down to us. And I think what, what we're doing is just an extension of what's been passed down to us, generation after generation, you know, and in, in certain West African cultures, the concept of the griot, which is the, the oral storytelling shaman or person who is responsible for being a keeper of the word they're the keeper of stories and when you're in a society that's not everything wasn't like writing based it was based on you know oral tradition and, and sharing stories through in that capacity i think that that in many ways is an art that gets to be continued and that it's necessary i think i'm walking in work that was done before me and will be done after me
0: Despite all that Harriet Tubman gave in life, her selfless acts, her generosity, and her bravery, she died in near poverty. She didn't receive military benefits immediately after the war. She had to petition Congress decades after the war in order to receive some type of pension for her work, but it wasn't much. So a holiday would be a debt of gratitude of sorts. Granted, she can't feel it, nor does she know these conversations are even happening, but maybe a holiday named after her would serve a bigger purpose. Thank you so much for listening. Beyond Black History Month is a special production of Ten Ten Wins and WCBS News Radio 880. If you are enjoying our series, please rate and review our podcast. You can find Beyond Black History Month on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. Special thanks to producers Dempsey Pilott and Jill Webb, Andy Egan Thorpe is our audio engineer, Tim Shoud is the WCBS News Radio 880 brand manager, Ben Meverack is the Ten Ten Wins brand manager, and I'm Fami Redwood.